Hello and welcome to Systemize Your Success. I'm Dr. Steve Day. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking you through a simple process that will allow you to document pretty much any task in your business without it actually taking you any net time at all. That means you can get stuff done by other people without you having to spend hours writing operation manuals or thinking about how you're going to delegate things effectively. It's an incredibly simple but incredibly powerful technique, and that is the subject of today's episode. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools, and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits, and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day, and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so today, as I mentioned in the intro, I'm talking about how to document something without it actually taking you any time at all to get that doc- to, to document what you're doing. And this may seem like a tall order, but it's actually a really, really simple idea, but it's something that I've spent around six years developing. So in theory, it's very simple, but there are lots of things that I did wrong and you could do wrong if you don't finish listening to this episode and then learn from all my mistakes that I made. I created a simple framework called the RED method to make sure that when you are documenting your task, you do it as simply and as quickly as possible, but also to capture absolutely everything needed for that person that you're delegating to, to be able to do that task from start to finish without your involvement first time and every time going forward. Now, this is number four in a series of episodes I'm doing. Every episode will be standalone. So if you're just listening to this one, that's great. You're going to get massive value from it. But if you're interested to know a bit more about the what came before this in this process and also what's going to come after, then hit subscribe and go back and listen to the previous episodes. And if this is an episode and you enjoy it, please do remember to like and leave us a review and do that now while you're listening to it. Otherwise, you might forget. Cool. With that said, this is a follow on, as I said, from the previous episodes where I talked about something called the personal systemization plan. And in those episodes, I described a simple method to work out where you and your key members of staff are spending your time to know exactly what you should be systemizing, outsourcing, offloading, and automating first in order to free up as much time as possible so you can then focus on higher value work and make your company a flying success. This episode today, when I'm talking about the record process or the RED method, is actually going to use the information you captured in your personal systemization plan. If you haven't done it, that's fine. What you're gonna do though, is next time you do a task, which you think, you know what, I wish I never had to do this again, or you think this is taking me a shed load of time every week or every month, I wish I could actually offload it. That is when you're gonna hit record and actually start doing the process I'm gonna explain today. The idea is that we need to focus, and this is the key here, we need to focus first on offloading things we are already doing to free up as much of our time as quickly as possible. Therefore, if we do that, sorry, and if we do that, it means that we can actually capture how we do stuff without having to write a single word in an operation manual, write a single checklist, or spend any time thinking about delegating tasks other than as actually doing the task that we were going to do anyway. This means that it takes us zero extra time to actually document things really effectively, or to be fair, it probably takes 30 seconds to a minute 
longer than it would do just to do the work. So for very little effort, you can actually start getting things documented really well. And in subsequent episodes, I'm going to be talking about what we do with these recordings to create really robust, standardized, future-proof systems that your staff can document, properly automate, and then maintain and improve going forward. That's all to come. Today, this is a key step. Skip this and nothing else really will happen for you in regards to systemization because you'll spend too too much time trying to write down what you're doing and create operation manuals and SOPs or whatever you want to call them. And you won't actually just be getting on and getting the work done and then handing it over and freeing your time. This is step. This step now, the record method and the red or the record step and the red method is all about how you do this as quickly as possible. Okay, so with that intro, let's dive into what this exactly is. This is about, as I said, recording yourself doing work you are already doing as quickly as possible, but in a way that captures every single thing needed to get that task done from start to finish without your involvement, first time and every time going forward. I do this using a method, or we teach this using a method called the RED method. RED stands for record, explain, and then didact. First of all, this is the most important thing, and this is the bit that most people screw up, is you've actually got to hit record when you're doing this. Now, by record, I mean... Typically, a lot of our work is done on computers. So you can just use a screen capture app. And if you're interested, the one that we recommend and use is ScreenPal. But there are other things like Loom and, and other ones available. The idea is you want something that, at a click of a button, you can start the recording. It will then record what you're doing on your screen and ideally your camera as well. So you can build rapport with the person you're delegating to. It will capture your voice so you can actually speak into the microphone on your laptop. Or if you've got a like posh mic like me, great. You do not need one. And you just need any camera. It doesn't need anything fancy. Don't put any barriers in the way of doing this. If you haven't got a camera, it doesn't matter. Just record your screen. But the thing is, um, but the key is that you click a button and it starts recording automatically. No faff, no setup, no starting up apps or clicking through screens, it's got to happen instantly. That makes it super easy for you to actually capture what you're doing. And then the other really important thing is when you finish recording yourself doing whatever you're doing, you hit stop and it automatically uploads whatever you've recorded to the cloud and hosts it for free or for for what you pay for the app, of course. It hosts it in the cloud automatically and then copies that link to your clipboard for you to share in whichever way we're going to share it. And we'll discuss that as we go forward. But the reason that's so important, and the reason why I recommend you do not say use Zoom to do this, or uh, I know uh, one of your inbuilt apps on your computer where it'll save a video, put it onto your desktop, and it's all nice and free. Do not use those because they're clunky. It's annoying. It puts barriers in the way of just getting this done. So invest in a very cheap, affordable product like ScreenPal or uh, Loom that allow you to have this instant record, instant sharing that take all the barriers away about actually using these on a daily basis. That is the first step. And record doesn't work unless you hit record. And that's why choosing the right app is actually really, really important. Once you've hit record, oh, I just add a little extra. If you're not working on a computer, that doesn't mean you can't use this method. We've got clients, for example, one of my clients uh, has, or many of our clients have serviced accommodation. And um, I was discussing uh, this process with one of them who did all the laundry. And he was saying, like, it's really frustrating because his staff, they, they stack the, the sheets in different ways. They don't put the, the, the different products in the right shelves, et cetera. And he was sort of like thinking, how can I do this? I've got to create, you know, uh, take photos and all the rest. I said, why don't you just record a video using your phone? 
and you can show them on the video in exactly this method, which is super quick and easy to do. And you have to like create documents or put arrows or anything. You can literally just point at stuff and go, look at that. And it, it literally, as you're, you're pointing the camera, then literally just point at stuff or just describe it. That's why video is so powerful. You can get so much information in, in so such little time that it, there's no excuse for you to not to use it for, in every uh, circumstance you could possibly think of in order to convey information when you're trying to teach somebody or train somebody what to do. And once it's recorded once, it can then be reused as many times as you want. And if it needs to be improved, the person who's now doing the task can re-record that video in, and then give you the proved, updated version of whatever it is that you taught them to do originally. And that way you're continually improving your process. I'll come to that more in much more detail as we get to that part of this process in a few episodes time. But for now, we're sticking with the red method as part of our record process. And the second letter in red is E, which is for explain. So first of all, we hit record. Nothing happens unless you hit record. The next thing you're going to do is narrate yourself through that process from start to finish. And you're going to actually include a little bit extra detail. This is why it takes around 30 seconds to a minute longer than maybe if you're going to do it anyway. Obviously, when you first do this and you're first learning this technique and you're first like having a go, then it's going to take you a bit longer because you're probably going to, I don't know, think you've messed it up and, or, you know, you're going to not include everything and then try and redo it, whatever. You're going to make mistakes. You just got to accept that. But actually, the worst thing you can do for actually creating systems is worry too much about making mistakes because everybody makes mistakes. And actually in life, say if you were training somebody one-on-one -on -one and you went to them, hey, uh, what I want you to do now is to do X and then Y and then Z. But then you go, oh no, you know what? I've just told you totally wrong. Forget that. What I need you to do is ABC instead. It doesn't take, like, you don't have to then just like blank their memory and start all over and like, you know, do something like out, out of um, Men in Black or something and, and wipe what they've just seen and they, they don't remember anymore. No, they're, they're like intelligent people that you talk to, hopefully, uh, they're working for you. And so if you say to them, just scrap, forget what I've just said, do this instead, they will do that. And you can do the same in video. That's why it's so powerful. If you do this in a handwritten notes, for example, and you were to write out, you know, a, a, a long three pages and then you did nothing with it. And then below it said, oh, ignore what I just wrote above. It wouldn't work. But in a video, you can actually get away with a lot of mistakes by just going, oh, I scratched that. I've changed my mind. This is what we're going to do instead. And as I said before, that this isn't the final video. That's, you know, it's going to be this like this forever. It's because once you've recorded this, even if it is a bit messy and there's, you know, a few mistakes on there and, you know, there's people just like, you're screwing things up, but you're correcting it afterwards. Like once you've done this, once you've given it to somebody, you can say to them, look, sorry, this is a bit of a mess. Just just watch it, in watch it all the way through before you try and do it. And then you should be able to figure it out. If they can't, they can come back and ask. But what normally happens is they figure it out totally fine without any input from you. You can then get them to do the task and then say, right, do you think you've got it now? Brilliant. You hit record next time you do it, and bang, you've got an absolutely perfect version of the thing you're trying to actually uh, get documented. So this doesn't have to be, or it shouldn't be, the final version of what you do. And it never will be actually in business, or very rarely, because things will change. And so the, the more you can overcome this idea that this has to actually be a succinct, polished video, which, you know, looks so professional, and I don't know, maybe you're thinking about doing zooming in and blurring and all that, scrap all that. This is an absolutely like imagine someone is sat next to you and you're doing some one on one training and you're just talking them through it. There is no rewind button if it's live. And so don't 
try to get out there or try to use that idea, which is why I actually record most of my 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 trainings, my podcasts. I do it to a live audience because I can't hit the stop and rewind and start all over again. And so it speeds up the production. And that is exactly what you need to do here. So as you're doing this task, you're going to explain everything you do from start to finish. And you're basically going to narrate yourself through because then it becomes really clear what you're doing. You're not leaving anything to guess. And you'll actually, as you narrate yourself through it, you may actually realize that you could talk about something and give a little bit of information that allows the person who's watching it to understand the reasons why you're doing what you're doing. If you just have a silent video with you clicking on, you know, different areas of the screen and, and, and then it going, you know, from screen to screen or whatever, then actually what happens is that you may be doing something for a specific reason, which actually may change in the future when you're doing the same task. So when you're going through narrating your video, you need to be explaining things like in this instance, I'm going to put, I know, let's say we're doing a, we're doing some property research if you're a property investor. I'm going to put the postcode in here, which is you know, SK9123. Um, next time, you just need to check what the postcode is we're searching for because it'll change every time. You can say that while you're narrating it through it. If you didn't say that, they may think that the postcode that they need to put in each time is the one you're showing in your video. And that's super important to explain where the variable inputs are for a task. And we're going to give all of those variable inputs as part of the task when you delegate it. And again, we'll cover this more in more detail as we go forward. But in the next, uh, in a second, I'm going to talk about the didact method to really give you a guideline as to what you should be saying as you narrate through. So and you're, as you're getting towards the end of your task, you're going to actually basically be having on your screen the end result of the work. It's like you've just done it. That's the whole point of this. You, you're, you're recording work that you're actually doing properly anyway. So when you get to the end, on your screen will be whatever the outcome is. Maybe you've updated a image on your website. Maybe you've written an email. Maybe you've sent an email, set up an automation. Maybe you've bought a property. I know whatever it is that you're doing, found some product on Amazon and you've put it into a spreadsheet and now you're showing them the spreadsheet at the end of how it should look. This is what we call the checks. And I'll come to this in a second, but I want to explain now as we're going through this idea of the video. So the checks, like, what should what or this is a check image i should say that we use in the checks process the check image is like what should the thing that i'm working on now what should it look like when it's finished and doing that and just pointing that out as you're narrating yourself through it as your e for explain you're explaining yourself through it you're saying look when you're finished this is what it should look like so just you know take a note and make sure it looks the same as this if it doesn't Go back and check the process. Maybe, you know, you've screwed up and you need to have, a, have another go. So that is really the explain part. You're going to narrate yourself through. You're going to explain all the things I'm going to describe in a second in didact, including the inputs, the variable inputs. You're going to explain, like, this is what you need to, to uh, be producing at the end. And remember, like, there could be a test. You could have three or four different things that you're doing along the way to produce the end result. And you can point those things out as you go as sort of, like, uh, milestones in the process. And the last thing I want to just mention here, actually, is that these videos ideally want to be less than five minutes long. If your videos are much longer than five minutes, the chances are the person watching it is unlikely going to learn this process very quickly because it's too long and they're bound to make mistakes or they have to rewatch the video multiple times and therefore it becomes cumbersome and time consuming. Breaking videos down or breaking processes down into shorter videos allows people to accomplish something 
and then move on to the next stage in that process and accomplish something else. So you can always break down along a video into different stages and just find a logical point. Like maybe it's you, know, you finish updating one website and now you're moving to something else. And now you're updating a spreadsheet with information you got from the website. I don't know, whatever it is, like you can move from one step to the other, a logical point. And that may be a good point to have a break in your video. Okay. So the final letter in the red method is D, and this stands for didact. And, and didact really is what has taken me so long to get right. It's a, a, a acronym to remind you of everything you need to tell somebody and give somebody in order for them to do a task from start to finish without your involvement. And I mean without your involvement. You don't want someone having to come back and ask you a single thing whether that's for a piece of information or some access or whatever, in order for them to do it, because otherwise you haven't delegated the task properly. Now, if you are a solopreneur, this is super important because this is a skill that most people get wrong until they realize there is no way they can, you know, keep hold of a little bit of all everything, you know, and delegate out hundreds of tasks and they're still involved in so much, you get pinged and harassed all the time for input. That's why I learned this. The complete overwhelm and chaos of trying to delegate stuff but not complete delegate it keeping hold of a little bit or not giving them everything by mistake not on purpose and it means that you're basically constantly getting bombarded with questions and it just eats into your day and you get stressed out because you've got no time to, to do your own work because you're basically constantly managing other people didact is how i fixed all that and much more besides it's an acronym that stands for the description the inputs the deliverables, the access, the checks, and the time. So deliverable, sorry, the description, the inputs, the, the, the deliverables, the access, the checks, and the time. So I forgot, I forgot my own methodology. I've spent six years developing as I was saying it then. So my apologies. So didact. And so in description, we're going to be describing what it is that the person is doing and why they're doing it. By doing the why, we're giving meaning, context to actually what they're doing, which adds more value to it, explains you know, what would happen if this went really well, what would happen if it actually went really badly. And then in inputs, we're now going to go through all of the constant inputs needed to do this task, things like the video training, things like links to spreadsheets, templates, anything that basically doesn't change every time this task is done. And then the variable inputs is everything that does change. So... For this example, it could be that um, you regularly update your website with a new blog post. Well, the website address would remain the same. The the um, Maybe the templates that you're using for X, Y, and Z would be the same. But actually, the images, the copywriting, whatever, that would change. And also, maybe the, the title, and there's a, a, a number, say, for my podcast, for example, number one, two, three, or whatever it is, they actually change. So these things change all the time but certain things stay the same. So you have two different types of inputs. You have to give the variable inputs every time you delegate a task. So by spelling them out as you go through your record process, you can then at a later point, get someone to document those in the list. So you remember when you're delegating to give them everything they need so they can do this task without coming back and asking for more information. Didact is really a tool, well, it's actually for both of you, but it's a super powerful tool for you if you're the person delegating work because it allows you to delegate effectively. And it also allows people to do the task effectively with the pits I'm gonna cover in a second. So after you've given people the inputs, 
you need to tell them what it is they're going to deliver deliverables deliverables is all about like what is it are you going to produce and where should you put it so if it's a you know for example updating a website yes they're going to update the website that's a deliverable but also a deliverable could be you're going to take a screenshot of it and paste that screenshot into the comments on the task on your task matrix which i discussed previously i'll discuss it again in the future as well in future episodes and that means that me as the person checking this work does doesn't have to log into you know website and find my password and go to the right page and check it's okay i can just look at the screenshot and that screenshot will show me the work you've done it'll show me that you've actually done it correctly and I can see on that picture, on that screenshot, or it could be a video as well. You can ask them to record a video to show me what you've done. Even more powerful. That's a bit, but it takes a little bit longer to check. So it depends on the complexity of the task that you're doing. The deliverables, what it is that they're meant to do and where they're meant to put it. Then um, the access is everything that they need in order to do this task. So, for example, do they need access to a website? Do they need some passwords? Do they need, you know, obviously usernames to go along with the passwords? Uh, do they need uh, access to certain documents, so permissions on files or uh, on uh, existing templates so that you can then add it, ed edit them? Or do they need to be able to just create a copy of a template? You know, there's all these type of things that you need to actually give someone permission to do or give access to in order them to complete a task. That's what goes into here. Again, it's a list for you when you're delegating this task out to remember to just check have they got all this stuff because if you do what i used to do you know i delegate work to someone my team based in the philippines and have been for many years i delegate work to them i'd go to bed thinking that work would be done while i'm asleep and then i wake up in the morning just to get a message saying hey steve you know you forgot to give me uh, the password for you know, this uh, this site or you forgot to give me edit access so i wasn't able to to uh, edit the, the document that you wanted me to, or whatever it is. Like, it's so frustrating to when you actually want something done and then then they aren't able to do it because you forgot to tell them something. That's the same with inputs. Like, oh, you forgot to give me the details. I wasn't sure to, what to put in this box. That's what inputs is for, is to make sure that like, when you delegate this stuff, it gets done exactly the way you want it done. Now, checks, we discussed this slightly uh, uh, earlier, which is, how can they check their work before they hand it into you? So they've finished their work, they think they've done it right, but they're not quite sure. Or they think they've done it right and they just this whack it over to you and say, look, Steve, can you just double check this for me? I think I'm on track. And they're not, they're totally off track. They've just pulled you away from what you were doing, got you to wait, they've wasted your time to review something that was obviously wrong. But you're, only, you're the only person that can be blamed for that unless you've given them actually some way of checking their own work without involving you. And that's what checks all about. What are the common mistakes that people make? What are the things that have gone wrong in the past that we could tell them so they avoid it now? Have, are there any check images that I just described a second ago? So screenshots of videos showing them what they should be doing at the end, the end result of what they're doing, so they can compare their work to the work that is, is known to be right. And that way, you're much, much more likely that when they do hand in their work or they do ask for your approval or actually when you get down good at this, you shouldn't be expecting that because you can't be reviewing everything. So you want them to be able to check their work and then sign it off and say, yeah, I'm confident I've done this right because I know what it should look like because it's there in front of me. That is so, so powerful. So easy, yet so powerful. To do. Now, the T in didact is time. And this, again, it was one of those things that, it sounds so obvious. Tell someone roughly 
how long it's going to take you take them to do a task. And the actual consequences, though, of not doing this are actually quite huge. So I've had this from both sides of the, the fence, so to speak. That's not really the way to say it, but anyway, but that's from both sides. So you delegate a task out to somebody expecting it to take about 10 or 15 minutes and then you leave them to it or you go off like me, I go to sleep and I wake up in the morning and then they'd spend like four or five hours doing it. And you'd be like, what, what on earth have you been doing? Like, this is, this is madness. Like you start feel, like doubting, like, are they, are they trying to rip me off or something? But actually, you know, the person's just done their best. They didn't have some information. They've gone and tried to figure it out for themselves. They've done some research. They got on the phone and spoken to customer service, blah, blah, blah. And all this was, was in my head, a really simple task. If I'd had something that said, look, this task should take about 10 minutes. If it's lasting longer than that or taking longer than that, then check in with me before you carry on. Then that's not going to happen. They're not going to waste hours and hours and hours because I realize I'm doing something wrong here because it's meant to be really easy. The second thing is, well, no, the second thing or the second part of that is you've now told them to stop at a certain time. So if they go on for four hours, they're only going to do that once because you're going to say, look, I told you to stop at 10 minutes. What was your excuse for doing it for four hours? You know, I was trying to you know, be helpful. No, just follow the instructions and you, it'll give you a guidance on how long you should take. It's really, really powerful. The second or the flip side of that is they can actually spend too short a time on something that needs more attention and care. So you can say this task typically takes about four hours to do. If they do it in 10 minutes, you know something's probably wrong. And apologies if you can hear my screaming one-year-old in the background. Um, he's having a lot of fun. So that's didact. Description, the inputs, the deliverables, the access, the checks, and the time. With those, um, with those six things, when you narrate yourself through the task, you're showing on your screen what you're doing. You capture every part of what it is you're doing right now. You create an incredibly powerful tool for delegation. And when we go into this in later episodes, we talk about documenting this and getting this systemized by your team. You've got something that is reproducible. You've got something that is massively powerful that will allow you to get work done to a high standard, first time and every time, and totally without your involvement. That's what the RED method is all about. It's probably the most useful and powerful method or framework that I've ever created. And it's really the basis of the cornerstone of everything else I've ever built because every system I've built after that has really been built using this idea of using video. And when in later episodes in the series, I'm going to be talking about, you know, just like 10xing your communication skills and your 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 rapport and about and about team building, etc. Video plays a huge part in that. So getting into the hang of recording your screen, recording yourself on video at the same time is a absolutely fundamental part of building a team of loyal and dedicated remote workers from anywhere in the world, or actually from working more effectively with people who are in the same office by using asynchronous communication. And I'll discuss this in much more detail as we go forward. So that's it. So today I've talked you through the RED method to record your what you're doing right now as quickly and as effectively as possible. I discussed that the focus of your work initially of creating systems, of automation, of outsourcing, of offloading, needs to focus on your personal systemization plan, which is everything you're doing right now prioritized in the order in which it's going to save you the most amount of time and give you the best benefit. 
the record process leads on from that because because the fact you are trying to systemize and offload your existing work means that you are able to record what you do without it taking hardly any extra time. And therefore, your investment into actually getting stuff done or, do, or documenting stuff so you can get it back done, back done by the people is minimal. It's, it's literally minutes once you get good at this. And that means you actually start creating systems and start offloading work and start freeing your time. Even if you've already got a team, this is something that if you're not already doing it, you need to start doing it for everything going forward. But it's also a technique that your team need to be start start doing in order to start creating systems to protect your business when they leave or when you want to elevate them to promote them to new positions, then they can then delegate down really effectively and uh, efficiently by using this method in order to train other people both now and in the future to do the work that they're currently doing. I hope you found this useful. If you have, please subscribe. This is, a, as I said, episode four in a long series of uh, podcasts. I'm going to be delving deep into all the frameworks that we, we teach and I share and really just put it into one place so you can actually access this. And of course, this is the stuff I teach every day in our academy. This is what I've helped over 250 business owners to date in over 29 different industries to absolutely nail and to free themselves from their businesses, to create systemized recurring income that other people generate for them, but they get to benefit from. And to do that in a really managed way, that is what I help people do. That is my absolute passion. That is why I founded Systems and Outsourcing and why I launched this podcast. If you want to know more about how I can help you, then please um, head to our website. There's a button at the bottom where you can book a call with me. There's also some free systemization and automation training on our website where you can watch that webinar, uh, so that, that webinar, web class, masterclass, and you can actually really start learning this process and seeing how we can help you. And then I'd love to have the opportunity to work with you in the future if that's something that we both feel is a good fit. With that said, thank you so much for listening to today. If you find it useful, please hit the subscribe. Please leave us a review or rate us or both. That'd be absolutely fantastic. Appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one. And for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success.